so Jess, how long do you think it's been since we saw a person? Like like a real live human being? Hmm. Uh three, four days at least? Those guys fishing on the reservation. It's probably it, yeah. My friend Jessica and I were in a kayak in the middle of the Missouri River, miles from the nearest town, surrounded by a seemingly endless expanse of marshy wetlands. Muddy banks and sandbars, all covered by reeds, cottonwood trees, and a vast expanse of low, scrubby willows. Salix areocephala, the Missouri River willow, is more like an overgrown bush than a tree. With dozens of slender stems which twisted in the wind as we paddled past, their constant writhing made the land seem to move faster than the slow flow of the big river. At times, it almost felt like we were going backwards. It's really good to get away. Yeah, for sure. (sighs) There's nothing artificial. It's not fake like a city. It's not man-made like a city. It's just raw, real, natural, powerful. It's amazing. (laughs) We were from this, but we don't belong here anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Removed, you know. Totally. It's like you know, we're we're out, we're entering this land, and I, I get this feeling like somebody should be stamping our passports. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it feels like we've been transported. Like we've yeah. we've hmm. crossed a line. Jess and I had taken a whole summer off. Our plan was to kayak the entire length of the Missouri River, sort of Lewis and Clark in reverse. We started from Three Forks, Montana, where their expedition had left the Missouri in 1805 to cross the Continental Divide, and we planned to make our way all the way down to St. Louis, almost 2,000 miles away. This was in the summer of 2019. I had a vague idea back then that I'd record the trip and turn it into a podcast. If I'm being honest, it was already shaping up to be pretty boring. Two middle-aged friends in a boat, reconnecting, taking stock of their lives. Not much story there. But we never made it to St. Louis. And the reasons... Well, the reasons we never made it are the story you're about to hear. At the time, I wasn't sure what to do with the audio I had recorded... I had a hard time making sense of it, but I went back recently and listened to it all, and that made me reconsider some of the other strange experiences I've had in my life, or that I've heard about, or stumbled on. And that was the genesis not just of this episode, but basically all of Keeping the Bones. Even now, I find myself second-guessing my memories, But the recordings are there, and they're real. So something happened out there, on that sandbar, in the middle of the rising Missouri River, in the summer of 2019. Maybe someone listening to this can help figure out what. From Folk Process, we are Keeping the Bones, a new podcast that reimagines and remixes classic weird tales and horror fiction into stories set today. 
My name is Jesse Keller, and I will be your host, and as you'll hear over the course of this season, an occasional participant in the stories. Our inspiration for this, our premiere episode, is The Willows by Algernon Blackwood. Jessica Cooper and I met in kindergarten. We quickly became best friends. We were the two Jesses, Jesse and Jessica, a unit. After high school, we spent our 20s backpacking, bumming around the world together anytime we had a vacation from school or work. We trekked the Himalayas, rafted the Barranca del Cobre, hiked the Appalachian Trail. Our last trip was almost 20 years ago. Since then, we drifted apart. Careers, kids, marriages, the natural forces of adult life. But in 2019, Jess separated from her wife, and I quit a job I'd had for over a decade, not sure what was next. We were both trying to figure that out, and that's when we reconnected with the idea of this trip. Now here we were, somewhere in the middle of South Dakota, miles from the nearest town. I don't remember exactly where. Jess was our navigator. She always had a much better sense of direction. I could set up a tent, make fire, paddle a kayak, but Jess was the real outdoor expert. 2019 was the wettest year on record for the Midwest. In March, before we began our trip, there was a massive blizzard. Then, within three days, temperatures jumped into the 60s, and all that snow melt meant the river was high and moving fast. Okay, um, Jess, uh, can you tell me about this? Oh my gosh, did you see that? That was a whole tree trunk. A whole, right in the middle, yeah. Yes. Totally. <laughs> I uh, started to think Mr. Muddy might be getting restless. I think we might be pissing him off. No, that was our passport check. <laughs> We're fully across the border now. We're in the domain of Mr. Muddy. The only way out is through. The Missouri is the longest river in America. The water is a deep brown from the huge amount of silt that it carries. So it's long been known as the Big Muddy. Jess and I had started to think of the river as a being, as a, as a person. At first he was Mr. Muddy, but it's so huge, so powerful, so unknowable that Mr. sounded wrong. Eventually, we settled on calling him Malord, Lord Muddy, the Great and Terrible. You know, Malord is moving pretty quick here. Wow, everything is so alive here. You see those willows over there? Don't they look alive? How they're moving? The willows are alive, I'm pretty sure. I know they're <laughs> Smart ass, I know they're alive. No, it looks like they're moving on their own though. They have their own life, not just the wind. Just just looks 
sentient. God, now you mentioned it, I kind of see it. It's like, it's like fingers or, or yeah. tentacles or something, yeah. right? Like. Days before, in the middle of South Dakota, we had stopped in a tiny town for provisions. A ranger there gave us a warning. The water level is still rising out there, and it could leave you stranded far away from civilization once it goes back down. The evening after we went through those rapids, we pulled our kayak up on a sandy, willow-covered island and set up camp. It was really windy, but we found a good spot for the tent in a little indentation, protected from the wind, under the island's one big cottonwood tree. We gathered some dry driftwood and made a little fire. Ooh, the island's already smaller than when we landed. I'm gonna sleep in my clothes tonight. Yeah, that's a good idea. What the fuck is that? What? Jess and I had seen something in the river, about 30 feet from shore. A black shape that would roll over, then go under for a bit, then roll back up. So, what, what do you think that was? I don't... I don't know, but it looked, it looked like maybe it was a body, like a dead body. That was exactly what I thought at first. I, it, I thought it looked like a body, but then it, I felt like it looked up at us. Yeah, like right at us. Like, I don't know, was it an otter? It was, it was big. Yeah, it was bigger. And then it, you saw it like, had like yellow eyes. Yeah, and, and then that guy in the boat. Yeah, <laughs> weird, right? That guy. Yeah, very weird. So it looked at, the guy in the boat, it looked to me like he was waving at us. Did you see that? I, it looked to me like he was crossing himself. Crossing himself? Like, like like church, like, you know, in church, spectacles, testicles, wallet and watch. Like, that's what it looked like to me. Huh. But to me, it looked like he was, like, waving, like, look out. Like, he was, like he was telling us to look out. And where did he go? Yeah. He, I looked up and he was gone. Yeah. The sun went down, and for a while, we just sat in silence under the big cottonwood tree, watching the willow bushes that surrounded the camp as they twisted like tentacles, like they were moving not with the wind, but against it. Weird, unsettling, alien. But then, like I said, we were the ones that needed passports. We were the aliens. The willows are the locals. Jess and I went into the tent and went to sleep. A few hours later, I recorded this. So, I don't know what the fuck just happened. It is a little after midnight. I'm in the tent, trying not to wake Jess up. Couldn't sleep. I was wide awake uh, a while ago, so I went outside. And the willow trees were just blowing all around, but like, in really weird ways, you know. I, it was not the wind. It was like it was like there was something that was pushing them, pushing them around, and I, I but I really couldn't see. And 
then I, then I then I could see, you know, in the moonlight, shapes like bodies, like human bodies, human-like limbs, arms, twisting, inter interweaving with each other, and it, they just looked huge, just winding twisting interconnected and weaving in and out like the willows they were weaving together and twisting like the willows but it was bodies and it just went all the way up into the sky like from the ground all the way up it was like a column like this column from the ground to the sky I mean it must it must be a dream or a nightmare, but it just happened and I just came back in. It all felt so real. Oh, so real, so... It felt so real, so al alive. Like, more alive. And I couldn't move. I was just frozen. The, you know, the wind was whipping around in my face. It was so strong. And I just felt like this a sense of, of almost like love, like and like terror and love at the same time. And I'm a fucking atheist, but I just felt like I needed to fall on my knees and, you know, pray to this thing. I watched for a long time. I don't know how long. And then it just disappeared. It was gone. And I was just totally alone. And then I got really fucking scared. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tonight, but I don't know. I'll try. I don't know. I'm not sure if I was just asleep or if I was awake or I don't know um, I just had a really strange experience uh, so anyway I'm, I'm recording this now so I know if I'm fucking crazy or dreaming or God, you know, that sound it's like it's it's like it's pressing down on the tent from all sides I don't know is it is it rain or River or Jess, wake up. Yeah, okay. I <laughs> Jess is still asleep somehow. I swear to god I thought the tree was cracking and falling down on us, but I guess it's like What the fuck? What was that? Okay, I swear something just ran right by me. Something. Uh, hang on. The, the willows are... Oh, come on. Let me see. 
One. I was counting out paces from the tent to the willows. Then I went back in the tent and laid down. Jess was somehow still asleep. I guess I went to sleep eventually because the next thing I knew, I was waking up to the smell of Jess frying bacon. I saw on my audio recorder that files had been recorded the previous night. But at that point, I just couldn't bring myself to listen to them. Hey, morning. Good morning. Hey. I could not sleep last night. Did you did you hear anything like weird last night? Weird? Yeah. No. I slept like a rock, but must have been storming because the river ate up half the island. She was right about that. The rising water had covered about half the island overnight. I don't know, it, it must have been like a weird dream or something. Well, something must have happened. I mean, look, did you look at the kayak yet? Did you see the damage? Did you see all this? The damage? Yeah, look at the kayak. Oh, what happened to the kayak? I, I was hoping you could tell me. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what happened to it. It's how. There must have been some rocks or something, I guess, that we went over yesterday in those rapids or something. I didn't, I didn't see any rocks, so I don't know. I mean, so what, what, like, one of us sleepwalked out here and tore up the kayak? Is that what you're saying? I, I don't know, maybe. I was in the tent all night, so I can't say what happened, I don't know. Did you see the, the paddles? What the fuck? How did that happen? What is that? The paddles were worn down, almost to nubs, like someone had taken a belt sander to them. I was sure I saw two paddles and all of the food the night before. I remembered my strange experiences, dreams I thought, but I didn't remember anything that could have caused that. I started to wonder if Jess had woken up at some point that night, too. So you've been uh, sitting a while. It seems like you may have something on your mind. Yeah, I keep thinking about that otter thing that we saw. But I don't think it was an otter. I don't... It was so big. And what about the guy in the boat? Did he seem, you know... What about him? Did he seem weird to you? Like, like... I don't know. I don't know what I saw. I kept thinking about the willows and how they seemed closer to the tent than the day before. Maybe even closer than that night. I counted out my steps from the edge of the ring of bushes to the tent. It was the same as the number on the tape. But as I counted my paces, I noticed something else. Jess, look at, look at this right here. Do you see that? There, there, they're like everywhere. Over there, way over there. All, all over. What would even make that? I mean, I guess, like, could the wind do that? Can the wind explain everything? 
The sand around the tent was covered in tiny divots. Little empty cones of sand, hundreds, maybe thousands of them. Jess went back to work patching the kayak. And then the wind died down, and the island was eerily quiet. Then, something slowly dawned on us. Do you... Do you hear that? What, what, what could that be? It's like a, a humming, uh-huh. right? Like a, a humming sound, but it feels like it's coming from everywhere. Like it feels like it's surrounding us. I can't pinpoint it it's just it's it's like it's in it's going straight into your brain yes yes it's like everywhere all at once it's like yeah it's almost like you feel it right yes yes i i bet you're not even picking up i don't even think it can be recorded i don't even it's it's like it's not even coming it's not even a sound almost yeah it's it's just it's in it's inside i don't think we're getting off this island I was starting to worry about Jess. She seemed really troubled. But there was something there. I couldn't stop thinking about it. About the wind and the humming and the willows. We got the kayak patched and got everything ready. Eventually, there was nothing to do but sit and wait. The kayak paddles the food. I didn't do it. I don't... I don't think you did it either. You feel it, right? Yes, I feel I feel what you're saying. But I don't Is it I don't know if it's connected to the paddles and the food, you know what I mean? Like it's just a weird feeling. I can't explain how this happened. Uh, except for that we are in his neighborhood and he is he is looking for us because we don't belong here. In his world. Him, yeah. The Lord Muddy. Yeah. Lord Muddy, the great and the terrible. I I think that he needs a sacrifice and maybe we should keep our thoughts quiet and hidden because we are so small. <laughs> the crazy thing is, part of me agreed with her. On some level I was starting to realize that troubled was the sane response to what was happening to being in this place when the wood ran out we went into the tent for warmth our plan was to stay awake all night and leave at first light but Jess fell asleep and I did too okay so there it is again right there's that sound again it's all Jess? 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 Jess, stop! Jess Jess was outside the tent in the gray pre-dawn light walking into the fast-moving river. I ran to her, but I felt like I could barely move. It was like trying to run underwater, like in a dream. If I didn't have the recording, I would have thought it was a dream. The humming sound was everywhere. Everywhere except on the recording. 
After what seemed like ages, I finally managed to get to Jessica and pull her back out of the river and back to the campsite. She seemed dazed, out of it. Hey, Jess? Jess, you good? Yeah. Are you sure? That was kind of, what just happened there? I'm not. I was, I was going to them. Uh Uh-huh, them who? Who were you going Uh, to? But it, but it's okay. It's okay because they must have found someone. They must have found someone else. Who? Huh? Who? Who was it that found? I mean, I, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. I don't. Uh, I don't know, but it's okay. It's we're gonna be okay. It's okay now. In the morning, the humming was gone, and the river seemed to be receding. We started packing up to go. Jess still seemed dazed, but she was starting to come out of it. Okay, Jess, um, hey, uh, can I talk to you? Hmm. I mean, can I ask you some uh, questions? Sure. Like about, you know, what happened? I mean, I told you. You told me what? Um, the sacrifice. They needed one. Yeah, can you can you explain that? For your what your show, your podcast, or what? Just explain it to me. I don't understand. Well, it's over now. The um, powers, whatever they are, they they got their sacrifice. I bet it's around here somewhere. Actually. As we finished breaking camp, Jess noticed something at the edge of the island, in the water by the willow bushes. We went down the muddy river bank to get a closer look, and there was the body of a man, caught in an eddy among the twisting roots. His skin was covered in tiny divots, just like those in the sand. We assumed it must have been the man in the boat who had waved at us as we were landing here. Suddenly, the current shifted and pulled the body back out into the river, rolling it over and over, a dark shape going under and then coming up again. Then Lord Muddy pulled him under for the last time. We went ashore in the next town near the Nebraska border. We told the authorities there about the body, but I never heard from them and never found out who it might have been. I made my way back home, and so did Jess. We moved on with our lives. I reached out several times to see if she'd talked to me about that trip, but as of today, she hasn't responded. Jessica wasn't an artist before, but she started making music after that trip. I recognize elements in her songs. The hurricane winds, the crashing waves of the rapids, the rustling of the willow leaves. And always, though I I thank God she never quite got it right exactly, every one of her songs has a humming. A humming that could be coming from the river. A humming that could be coming from the willows. 
a sound that's everywhere all at once, but that's almost impossible to hear. A sound, I guess, that is impossible to record. Thanks for listening to Keeping the Bones. We hope you enjoyed this first ever episode inspired by Algernon Blackwood's The Willows. If you did end up enjoying what you heard today, please open up Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this and hit the subscribe or follow button. It would also help us a lot if you leave us a good rating or review. That really helps spread the word to new listeners. We're on all the usual social media places, and if you really want to help us keep making this show, head over to patreon.com slash keepingthebones and kick in whatever you can. This episode was adapted and produced by me, Jesse Keller, with help from Abby Watt. The voices you heard today were me, Molly Maslack, and Laura Keller. All our music is by Son of Lone Cat. We also have been fortunate enough to have some really great artists work with us to create original show art for some of our episodes. And the art for The Willows is by Freya Dupre. It is unbelievably cool. Please go check it out on our website, keepingthebones.com, where you can also find links to it on some great merch designs. You can see more of Freya's work on Instagram and Twitch at frayed underscore ruffles. We'll be back soon with another story.